Hello and welcome back. Before we begin, we would like to apologise to Mrs Evadne Mooseblaster of Sutton Park for the unfortunate accident she had whilst listening last week. When we said that the best way to enjoy my rendition of the theme song to Grandad was to be sealed in an airtight crate of frozen parsnips, then thrown off the top of Salisbury Cathedral, we were, of course, speaking figuratively. We hope your chillblains get better soon, Mrs Mooseblaster. And your broken leg. Trowbridge, make the announcement. Ladies and gentlemen, with hope in their hearts and a frog in their throats, it's episode three of Round the Archives. Hello and welcome to issue three. Issue three. Good leaf. Good leaf. <laughs> Good grief. <laughs> issue three, uh, episode three, whatever, of yeah. Round the Archives. Yeah. I'm Andrew. And I'm Lisa. And that's Martha Cat over there, um, sort who's, of purring a bit. Who's not going to speak for no. a minute, okay. but she might speak. Right. Uh, we do have some odds and ends from issue episode two. Mm-hmm. Um, David Brunt was kind enough to point out that Jeannie... That I said I'd never heard of mm. was actually the cartoon version of I Dream of Genie. Oh right, okay. Um, so cartoon genie. Oh, stop perving mm. over cartoons. Oh, <laughs> but David Brent, we just applaud you for your knowledge of yes. of stuff yes. and your, we, your knowledge of 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 everything weird things <laughs> is unparalleled. And we should definitely mention David's Z Cars books. Yes, by av- David Z Cars books available from Lulu. Yeah. They are. Very good. Brilliant, and in yeah. the last few weeks they have been invaluable, and yes. we'll get on to that in a minute. Yes. Um, Warren did send you a message, yeah. um, apparently amazed that I couldn't recognise the 633 Squadron when yeah. I even read out the word 633 Squadron. <laughs> but I have no, I do not claim to know anything about films no. at all. Particularly war films. And so, sorry, I, I can just not recognise these things. Yeah. Um a couple of podcasts we ought to mention. Um, first of all, the Doctor Who Hour, uh, done by our friends Justin and Mike in America. They're working their way through the whole of Doctor Who. Yes. Um, mad fools. Mad fools that they are. Uh, they've just done Planet of Giants yes. this week. Yes. Um, so it's the Doctor Who Hour. It's on podbean.com and mm. iTunes. Their yep. Twitter is at Doctor Who Hour. Right. Um, highly recommended. They... they they really seem to be having fun doing it, and yes. I'm loving listening yes. to it. E- even though they do sometimes get a little bit confused, but then that's the English-American the... difference. Oh, yes, yeah, so language. Yes. Yes, we, we, uh, the word ropey yes. was uh, And Parsons' discussed. nose, they seem to have Oh, and Parsons' nose, but yeah, well, well. That, that's fun. Um, also, our friend Paul Chandler with his Shy Life podcast. Paul kindly did us the end theme tune for this he did so the shy lovely thank you paul the shy life podcast on uh soundcloud itunes Mm -hmm. and i think a few other platforms as well but again his twitter is at shy yeti um and he writes very good poems he does he's a prolific author yes and uh, he's a very talented boy yes one other thing that i inexplicably failed to mention 
last time was the three to one uh, song that was done. This was Ted Rogers' um, single, simply called Dusty Bin. This the whole thing is on SoundCloud if you are feeling brave. But just to give you an idea, it goes something like this. <laughs> Yes, um, that's probably why it was never a hit. <laughs> Martha is giving us such an evil look after but having she kept the computer. After, she quite liked after it. having played that. But anyway, the 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 big excitement of the last few Months weeks so, okay. um, has been lots and lots of activity on the missing episodes front, thanks to the Sterling guys at Kaleidoscope, yes. the TV recovery. Yep. Thank you, group. Kaleidoscope who just kept announcing stuff every day. They did. Um, this was happening we as did. we were, were were recording the previous issue. But we didn't have space for it there. But so. it was still ongoing and the yeah. dust hadn't settled. Um, so I've just, let's just quickly go through the list of yeah. of what was of, found. Of some of what was found. Well, some of what, we haven't got time to do everything. No. Um, the first uh, sort of major one was Tunnel of Fear. Yep. A season one episode of The Avengers, 19... 19- yes. 61 yeah. annoyingly now meaning that our complete avengers box set is now not a complete avengers box set well, they're not going to release it just for that one no, episode are they? but so. previously there were what two and a bit episodes two and, a bit episodes, and now yeah. there's three and a bit episodes yeah. Yeah. um yeah. so we're proving it um this did show up a tiny little bit on Newsnight the other night yes. which actually did a report on all the missing episodes yeah. recoveries um tiny little clip of steed pretending that his cigarette's going to explode or something something yes it's, 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 didn't quite it's, know what was going yeah, on it's in, because it's, it, i think that's probably from the middle of the episode yeah uh but also softly softly talk to me from 1966 yeah um we've never seen a black and white softly softly that's there's not many of them that <laughs> exist anymore i don't think so. we've got we've got a few softly softly task force which we may have in start color. watching again um but that's that's also exciting. Dr. Finley's Casebook, A Questionable Practice from 1963. Mm-hmm. Again, another series I know Not virtually really nothing about. about I do have a vague feeling that... Um, was it Andrew Crookshank? He was a sort of oldish bloke. I have yeah. a vague feeling that he came to my school once. Oh, right, OK. My first school. I just vaguely remember okay. meeting this... To, to do this, what? I have no idea. I don't as, know why as he Dr. came. Finley, or? Well, they, they said about this is a man who was in Doctor Finley or something. Okay. Did, did he play Doctor Finley? Um, oh dear, I'm going to have a look. At that. Can you hold that? It's it's just just the uh, just the recorder. Um, I don't know. Let's have a look. Andrew Crook Shank. Hang on, we will be with you in a few seconds. You rather thrown me by asking that. Andrew oh, John Maxon Crook. Crookshank um, was a. Uh, I think he might have played the older Scottish doctor. supporting. Oh, he was Doctor Cameron. Doctor Cameron. Nice. Yeah, and weirdly, um, I was listening to some Round the Horns on my way to work the other day, and they one of their episodes uh, was was 
the whole thing was based around a spoof of Doctor Finley's oh, case okay. book. But yes. you, you know how these uh, yes. coincidences yeah. happen. But um, we've also got episodes of Hugh and I from 1966, Bow mm-hmm. Jesters. Uh, there's a PG Woodhouse, the world of World of Worcester, Jeeves and the Great Sermon. Some episodes of Survival, um, Harry Worth. Which was shown on the day Kennedy was... Oh, yes. The the Harry Worth, here's Harry the Musician, 22nd of November 1963. Yes. So they announced that Kennedy was dead and Mm. still showed Harry Worth. Well, but I think in that context you would need to. If you've had a major tragic event like that happen, you need some lightness. Yes. So you need some comedy. But um, was it Jack Walgar was in it? Yes. And is it what's his son? I can't remember what he's called. Oh, his his, his son was on the kaleidoscope saying that he remembers seeing this episode because they moved house that yeah. that day, yeah. and they had fish and chips, yeah. and his dad was on the telly in mm-hmm. Harry Harry Worth, um, yeah. which I thought was a wonderful yes. wonderful memory. Um, so yeah, we've a couple of episodes of survival, uh, work, uh, mining, which is mm-hmm. some schools program. Uh, presented by Sylvester McCoy, mm-hmm. but the big one oh, they le- they left they moves. left the best one till last. Massive, massive Not moves. one, but two episodes of Z Cars. Yay! Hooray! Hooray! Uh, from Fam- Family Feud and Afray from 1962. Yes, uh, both of which are meant to be very good. Yes, uh, David's book books gives gave gave us more details on that. Um, Family Feud. I don't think there are any. Telly snaps for no, it either. I think he struggled a lot for that one. Yeah, so. Um, in fact, there's uh, actual moving pictures yeah, now. Yeah, Afray has got telly, or had telly, well, still does have telly snaps. Um, but Family Feud was again briefly featured on the news night. Yeah. It's the, the two women yeah, arguing. arguing in the kitchen. And it's such a tiny clip, but it makes me want to see the episode so it's, badly. It's so well written. It's very um, well written and very well acted. And I like the way she pours treacle all over the spoons. Over her best silver. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we. We just want a Z Cars black and white yes, release. Please, somebody release some black and white Z Cars. Because uh, there would be some very happy yeah, people here. There'd be at least here. ten of us that were happy. <laughs> That's true. So, yes, it, this has been exciting. Um, nice. Power of the Daleks mm-hmm. is uh, coming out as the animation this uh, well, this it week, isn't it? Yesterday. So, yeah. episode one we watched last night. Last night, episode two we'll do. Later on. Later yeah. on today. Yep, very that, good. That's all exciting. Very, very good. Um, DVDs yeah. and Blu-rays and things like that. Yeah, we'll coming, be both. Will we? Okay. Yeah, I might as well just hang my whole Saturday over to the BBC and network. Fair enough. But yeah, so it's it's, it's all been an exciting few weeks for archive nerds like us. Yes. Um, yes. So yeah, we'll, we'll carry on with the issue next with um, part three, I believe, of the interview with Mr Nick Goodman. Oh, okay. Yes, and then we'll come back and... And see you soon. Goodbye. Bye. Just a couple couple quick more. Uh, What missing episodes of anything are highest on your list to find? So any series that's missing, Um, what would you most like back? I mean, I'm torturously torn between... Doctor Who and Doomwatch, yes. yeah. Um, I, I guess that. So. I guess that would be. You can. Um, have, you can, can have, I have one from you. Yes, you, yes. You, you know, you can choose several series. And oh, that's several right. episodes. Um, I think we, if I, you've got a top a top list, a top list, I think will be on Doomwatch. Um, I think we'd have back because we've sort of got survival code. And, I thought uh, you'd say that. Um, yeah. 
Fire and Brimstone, I would love to see. I've got the so script at Ridge home. with the Ridge, Anthrax. Ridge with the Anthrax. It's such a game changer. Yeah, yeah. And I think you That's need the it Radio to... Times cover. Yes. The, fa the famous picture. Yes, yeah. which I've got on my phone. Yes. Um, I but know, you've just showed yeah. that. <laughs> um, That's such a game changer. I mean, it got a lot of stick at the mm. time for melodramizing this. Is that, that's not a word, is it? No, melodramatized. No, that, <laughs> that's... <laughs> <I'll>... <laughs> yeah, that we'll take it as we'll take know what you're saying. Yeah. Um, um, I don't think Kit Pedler liked it very much, but I'm... I think Terence Dudley is actually a very, very underrated writer. I like his stuff very much. Um, he might have had a different take on the show than Kitten Jerry, and that's fine. Um, but I, I did actually admire his writing very much. I've got the script um, with, uh, say, Michael Seedy um, did, and it's fab, mm -hmm. and I'd love to see it. Um, say Knife Fat Man's another one. Uh, that's that's Liz the Liz, I was going to say, that's the Liz Sladen one. That's very it? exciting. Um, got a young Anthony Andrews in it because um, we've seen some of her Z car. We've seen the Z cars. Is it one yeah, or two she's one, in? I think. I think. Yeah, we've got mm. one. I don't know whether she yeah. did another one. I can't remember. But yeah, and then she's also mm. in some mothers do have them yeah. as well. Yeah. It's just in the sort of green grocers <laughs> or something. But yeah, it'd be nice to get. Yeah, that one. it would be nice. Um, oh, just trying to think. Um, Doctor Who. What's, what, Doctor what, Who. What, what do you want um, back there? I have to say, I'll put in a little dreamy thing here, but. Well, um, one of my favourite Doctor Who experiences was getting to see Enemy of the World and Web of Fear. Mm. That really was a special thing for me because that was top of they were top of my list. I know to you'd come always say how been, good Enemy of the World yeah. was, and I'd never been that convinced. No, I, I um, loved but it. But now I, yeah, I'm, you were, I, I, you, I, you I, was right. I, I, I never had a moment's doubt that it was brilliant. Um, I, I just love doppelgangers and double stories, mm. and the, and I love David Whittaker. Yeah, I, I I love his stories. I, I he's a he was a wonderful writer, and um, very poetic without pretension. Um, but yes, um, any that aside, anyway, yeah, it was lovely to have them back. Thank you very much, restoration team, everyone involved in bringing that back to life. Um, uh, I think I mean there was a big big rumor that Marco Polo was coming back. Mm -hmm. I mean there was there was kind of the carpet was pulled from under that quite a lot. I would like to think it is out there because I've met half the cast yeah. uh, at an event and they would you know get 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 them all when and it's a lot the oldest living, living episode <laughs> you know what I mean the oldest missing the episode. oldest missing episode that's the word and um it's it would complete the first season quite nicely mm. Celestial Toymaker is a story I've always admired I think it's a, a brilliant simple but very creepy idea and Yes, I think by modern standard, yes, it would creak very badly. But I would love, I would love to see it. Um, from Troughton, I'm going to be controversial here. Go on. Oh, please! In the best tradition, we need a of bit space of that. Best traditions of RPS, space, space pirates. pirates. Okay, fine. because it's it's actually I prefer it as a Bob Holmes story. I prefer it to Spearhead. I, I'm I'm not afraid to say that it's got all whimsical characterization with with Milo Clancy. It's got lots of lovely twists. I think the, the the best of which you don't see because I've, I've got the audio um, CD of it, and I just think it's a good romp. Um, mm. And it gets a mauling, and when it shouldn't get a mauling, <laughs> in my humble opinion. But it's I I would like to I would like to see it come back just to irritate people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair enough. That's a good enough reason. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's. I mean, I suppose. If I could have one more, I would say probably Evil of the Daleks. Okay. 
Um, I think it's too long. Uh, first episode um, faffs around, and the, I, I think probably uh, it, it's not the the stuff on the scar isn't as interesting as the the Victorian no. stuff. Okay. But I, again, it's a really different kind of Dalek story. And um, but yeah, so any, yeah. any other series that I, I think like Ace of Wands? Ace of, oh yes, Ace of Wands. Yes, because um, I'd say, I think. Both Lisa and I would l- love to see Russell Hunter as Mr. Oh, S- Mr. Oh. Stabs. Yeah, actually, yeah. Um, um, he, he's serpent, a, sulfur and salt. Yes, that's what it's called. He, and it? everybody talks about it. Everybody yeah. associated with the show says it's their favourite story. Yeah. Um, so yes, it would have to be seen. I think. I mean, in a way, we've got a sneaky um, look at what it what it might have been like with the Shadows episode. Yeah, Dutch Dutch shoes. Dutch shoes, which we can't say. Um, find friends, friends. Um, but uh, um, yeah, I mean, uh, what a love, what a fantastic actor yeah, Russell Hunter yeah. was. I mean, he we, could go from saw, that. I think we only saw him once in a, a yeah, convention, we, yeah. we didn't know about any and we didn't know about this Mr. Stabs really yeah. at that. But we'd heard about it, but we didn't realise how probably good it was. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's a shame. It, it's it's a smashing. Um, I mean, I've I've got. I've heard an audio recording of it, mm. um, and that's that's and that's pretty good. Um, so yes, I yeah, I, okay. I think uh, yes, if because I'm just I'm desperately trying to think of the other series that would be white. <laughs> I you can you can email it in later. Uh, yes, it's all right, don't worry. But yeah, um, I would I would say yeah, I, I go with that. Seven serpents. Yeah. Okay, and finally, yes. um, what old telly have you got on the go at the moment? On the go at the moment, um, Michael. I've got. Um, <laughs> Well, we've just finished um, Nobody's House, which was released in the summer. On these days, uh, DVD releases they tend if I I tend to re- the ones I tend to really like to go for. Uh, there's only about two or one one or two that are released each year. Um, the treats for me this year have been Doom Watch, yes, and finally. Uh, nobody's no finally <laughs> Nobody's House. Yes, um, we've I'm, got that. Haven't watched it yet. Um, what my wife and I have Sunday specials what we call um we go through one series and do an episode a week um and we I choose one then she chooses one and um surprise surprise I I actually contrived it so that um we do Doom Watch as well as soon as it came out all right um so we've been doing Doom Watch we're up to Public Enemy uh which 625 line hey. looking forward to that um <laughs> feel the quality feel the quality and uh so I mean it would have been nice to have had loads of money spent on it restoring it it wasn't and, really going to happen and, though, and, a, no. and a booklet um but i know it wasn't yeah some of the tapes are in a bit of a state <laughs> yes and you can see that but, but fundamentally i'm absolutely at least delighted. We can see it it's yeah. out there official at last and and uh, think about it sex and sex and violence the first time it's been shown ever really officially because we had a we had a copy of it, but was it broadcast on <laughs> UK? What were you laughing at? Uh, no, it wasn't. No, I don't think was it, it ever on was. UK no. Gold? No, trying to work this out where it came first from. Sort so of, uh, oh, we must have got it by via some other means. Fallen so. from the sky. At <laughs> I night don't and, know where that came from. In, in a fire. It was just. It was just about in colour. I yeah. think that copy because our Doomwatch tapes of the. 90s were <laughs> were they flickering were, yeah. to black and white sometimes it was but, but uh, i mean no i mean um so that's we're, we're up to public enemy so uh um we're doing fall and rise of reginald perrin oh, yes. uh, which turns 40 this this autumn um it's, <laughs> it still remains my favorite sitcom i i do love it to bits it's works on so many levels and i have to say having reached the age the character was when the, <laughs> the series started 
I can thoroughly sympathise with his frustrations of, of middle age and and, um, and and general weirdness that goes into your, goes in on on your head. Um, but uh, yeah, that aside, you've got. I mean, it's immaculate series. You've got Rossiter's comic timing and and end to end class. So um, and we're doing the series from from the beginning and cross cutting it with the S Minister. Oh, so we're we're doing a, we're doing a Reggie and we're doing a Minister. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And so uh, my uh, Yes, Mi- I've got the books of Yes Minister, and I read I've read them so many times. Yeah. Those books are actually starting to fall apart. Yeah, and my mum's got one those of the script are books. Really, really good scripts. Yeah, yeah. from about eighty two, I think yeah, they were released. Yeah. But um, we're also doing uh, we've just done John Pertwee's third season so we're up to time monster okay which is a, i have to say as a, i've got the opportunity the airtime <laughs> a monstrously underrated story no i intended. remember you had the script for episode yes. one have you still got that i've still got that Ooh, yes yeah, yeah. Okay. no i i we I, did a comic version yeah. of it and i adore time monster i think uh, okay yeah maybe chronos is is not quite as well realized but lovely lovely story yeah um and very big ideas as well um but what else have we got? Um, we're doing the wonderful Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, um, watching Ale- Sir Alex trust his mm-hmm. stuff. Um, that's that's a good that's a good romp. Um, what else have we got? What else have we got lined up? Um, I think that's it at the mm. moment. We've well. um, we're oh, we we usually have a because we've been watching. <laughs> doing the fan thing of watching Doctor Who from the beginning uh, yeah. but of the like the 50th anniversary ever since the 50th anniversary so we saw Unearthly Child about the right time on, on the 50th anniversary and we've been following Hartnell since so we're, we're up to the smugglers which right. obviously we can't see um, I quite like the smugglers I love the smugglers yeah. I think it's great um, all the t- that location the, yeah. the location work looks really nice I, I that and the Highlanders I wouldn't I wouldn't yeah. be disappointed to have those back either yeah. i think they're two little nice little romps um but yes so we're doing that we'll do 10th planet after that mm. um oh and Mar- i've got the other who's i've got lined up master man dragger which also turns 40 yes. and um oh that's yeah oh we did, we'd um fancied a season 18 as well so yeah. we're, we're doing leisure hive at Ooh, some point so okay. um well, that sounds like we, we, <laughs> to be going on with it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> and at some point we'll get we'll have a life somewhere. <laughs> oh, somewhere. I, I wouldn't worry about that. <laughs> <if I mean. laughs> but no, um, yeah, so yeah, we've always got some uh, old classic TV on the go. In fact, we watch nothing else really. But there's nothing sounds else just on. like us. Yes. <laughs> Okay, Nick, thank you very much. It's been that a pleasure. Was, that, that was lovely. And Let's uh, do it again sometime. Oh, well, if you want. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. And thanks again to Nick for his lovely interview. Uh, hopefully we'll, we'll see him return in, in future issues. Um, mm-hmm. But now, today, we're going to look at our sort of first major look at a series Mm -hmm. uh, for this issue and that series is none other than Billy got a puppet man. 
Pipkins. Pipkins? Pipkins. Okay, why Pipkins? Well, you wanted to do it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Don't blame me. (laughs) Why did you want to do Pipkins? Or Inigo Pipkins, as it should be called, because that's what Series 1 is called. No, only the first two series. Series 1 is Inigo Pipkins. And Series 2 is Inigo Pipkins. Series 2 is Inigo Inigo? Inigo. And then Series 3 is just Pipkins. Well, that's because Mr Pipkins died. Because Mr Pipkins dies during Mm. Series yeah. Uh, but let's. He st- goes fishing a lot in series two. Yes. Let's start. Let's start at the beginning though. Um, why did you want to buy loads and loads of because episodes of Pipkins? Pl- you played it to death. You kept, what, the t- I kept, kept playing, playing the, the title, title sequence, sequence, and it got into my head like an earworm. All right. And I thought, well, perhaps we should see some Pipkins. Okay. And we saw some Pipkins, and it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> what, what did you think it was going to be like then? Well, I thought Hartley Hair was quite scary, and he's, he's not. He's actually probably the le- one of the, least, the least scary, scary things in, in it. Pipkins, yes. isn't it? Yes. So yes. what's more scary than Hartley Hair? Pig. Pig? Pig. Why is pig scary? Because he, he's all mouldery and falling <laughs> apart. He looks like a zombie pig. He looks like what's coming in your brains. Well, again, but... That's only some of the pigs. Yeah, some of the pigs. But unfortunately, the... all the episodes that exist seem to feature that pig. <laughs> yeah. Let's... I think we should explain that because right, this okay, is going to yeah. confuse people. Inigo Pipkin, as played by George Woodbridge, was a man who made puppets. Yes. This was for a kids series it's made a... by ITV. Yeah, it's a lunchtime slot, Starting isn't it? 1st of January 1973. Yeah, sort of like rainbow kind of. Um, and the opening time. titles is basically him beckoning you into his puppet shop. Quite quite, quite creakily. <laughs> and I you couldn't get say... away with that title sequence these no. days. No. You then get a, a montage of him doing... A, Making he's, he's puppets sort of, and doing a puppet show. Yeah, he's got show. a sort of puppet, yeah. sort of Punch and Judy booth kind thing, hasn't yes. he? Yes. And there's all these, there's these photographs of kids, and, and they, they look, look petrified. <laughs> just look really scared. <laughs> there's one that looks on the verge of tears. <laughs> yes. It's going to just burst into, just burst out crying in the next um, second. But, but to quote um, the TV Times write-up for episode one this is mr pipkin's workshop come on in and look around see all those puppets well mr pipkin made them and they are rather special for they can dance and sing just like humans i'm already already terrified (laughs) by this i have to say as well in the shot where you see him beckoning and waving to you because at the end he waves waves goodbye to you he's got a round head puppet in the window has he yeah, so it's like he, cre- he recreates war games. Okay. So he's going he's gonna to draw the malice in. <laughs> the puppet malice. Puppet malice. What is a puppet malice? Yeah. But episode two is Top Off the Monkey. Yeah. Mr. Pipkin and Johnny, Johnny's his sort of assistant, assistant yes. have finished making a monkey puppet, but as Hartley Hare points out, it doesn't move. No. Episode three, a name for the monkey. Yeah. Now that it's the monkey... Top Off! I know, they said that in episode, that in episode two. two, yeah. But episode three... Now that the monkey can move, yeah. Mr. Pipkin and Johnny think very hard for a name. They he's ask called, Tortoise. He's, to, he's called Top Off. Because he sits on top of oh, things. Top Off things. They yes. ask Tortoise for help. What can they call the newcomer? Yeah. Um, and, and I would just point out the first Top Off scary as well. Oh, that's the like Spider Monkey spider one. Spider Monkey isn't it? one, yeah. With, it's got like, t- cold, dead, cold eyes dead eyes and a white face yes. and a hat and a sort of beard, <laughs> straggly beard. beard and... The second Top Off, who's got Danish pastry ears, is much cuter. <laughs> 
It's really quite like endearing. Cinnamon whorls, yeah, cinnamon whorls, yeah. For ears. For ears. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, most a lot of the first series ones is him making puppets because yeah. later on he makes Octavia the ostrich. Yeah. And it does sound all a bit like Cro-Man-ish yeah. from um, Wurzel Gummidge. Like he brings them to life, and yeah. Mm. But I mean, the the star of the show is really Hartley Hare, he isn't is. it? And ha- he is as camp as a big row as of camp, tents. As camp as pink frilly tents, in yes, fact. Pink frilly tents that are leaning over camp legs. <laughs> Played by the wonderful Nigel Plaskett. Yes, he does um, a lot of the other voices as well. Unstoff in, mm, in um, Doctor Who, the Reboss Operation. He also yeah. does the voice of Tortoise. Yeah. Um, and Mooney. But. Oh yes. but the problem with doing any article about Pipkins is so much of it is missing. Yes. Um, yes. There's they made what three hundred and thirteen episodes, mm-hmm. and seventy seven survive, of which most of them are a home recordings, a home recordings by Nigel Plastic. He's not a part. He's not an Auton. <laughs> Nigel Plastic, the Auton. Even. Yeah. <laughs> The earliest surviving episode is Bertha and Hartley clean up. I would point out Hartley doesn't do much cleaning up. <laughs> yeah, well, he just sort of Hartley sings. sort of just sits there and sings, and he's annoying. Um, that's when's that from? Seventy three or I got to, got to, got to see where that's from. Oh, there we go. Oh, no, it could be series two actually. Yeah, it's episode twenty seven. That's mm-hmm. the, that's from series two, and yeah. that's the earliest surviving episode. Then the next one is an old glass door. And these are the only two complete ones with George Woodbridge in. Yes. There's a couple of like sort bits, of and bits and pieces at yeah. the end of tapes. Yeah. Um, one of which is mostly this animation of shapes. Yes. And weirdly, the music does sound a bit like the music used by Talc and Turnips on Vic, Vic Rees' Big Night Out. Oh, right, I'll take your word for that, that. That's just, I think that's a coincidence. Well, yeah. maybe. Maybe not. Um, but yeah, of the first two seasons um that's that's pretty much your lot um george woodbridge dies halfway through making series two sadly so the the series then becomes pipkins yes and the 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 first episode from that does survive johnny's flat hartley's office and that's that's johnny moving in with all this stuff yeah because pigs really concerned that Mr Pipkins is dead and nobody's going to feed because them. there's no money to buy food basically well, there's no food is there there's no, there's no food yeah oh you do accents well I you don't do, do accents I can't do that accents. explain what the there's various regional but, accents well, here well, Pig is Hartley's RP yeah. isn't he Hartley's very much the, yeah. he's a he's, BBC he's flamboyant player. RP yes a flamboyant RP um, his uncle he's, is the, he's, he's, is sort of yokel, yeah, so but it's just, the voice that Pl- Nigel Plaskett does for when Unstoff's being when the Unstoff's yokel. trying to be the, the like yokel, oh ah, yeah. sir, that yeah. be a that be a spring stone, stone. Yeah. oh wow. Yeah. Well, that's probably because that's the only mm. act, yokel accent he can do. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, that's um, tortoise. He's sort of brummy. Sort of. Sort of yeah, brummy. Yeah. Yeah. Pig's brummy. Yeah. Um, depending on which particular actress is. Because it's yeah, always a female, a woman. Yeah, various people, various play, people play him. So play he's, he's variously brum, more brummy than others in various different things. Top off sort of meant to be Cockney, but the first top off is a bit more common than the you, second you, top you off. Did, you, that was another reason why you didn't like the original top off because it, it was quote common. It was common. Yes. <laughs> yes. I like that. Mrs. P. Now Mrs. P. Mrs. is P the is penguin. Penguin. She's a housekeeper, and apparently, when they get a housekeeper, 
they have to get a housekeeper because a Octavia can't be the housekeeper. Octavia the ostrich. Oh, Octavia the ostrich. She just sheds feathers yeah, everywhere. And she's, really. she's French. That, that's not why she can't be a housekeeper. But she smashes stuff with her feet. <laughs> but it does say that they need Octavia can't do it because she smashes stuff with her feet, which infers that nobody else can do it. So. Because being a housekeeper is a woman's job. Oh, is it? Oh, why? This is the 70s. I know, but it's very, very sexist. But Mrs. P, we've finally found some footage of Mrs. P. There's not much of Mrs. P. Mrs. P is the penguin housekeeper, Mm. and she's like the Katerina of Pipkins, (laughs) in that virtually nothing of her survives. Um, We found a couple of scenes on, what was it? Uh, On the Canal? On the Canal, Which is most of an episode that survives but it's missing the star he forgot to put the tape on yeah yeah um we should mention um pipkins.net which goes into intricate detail about yes, tapes and program guides and everything. And, uh, it re- if if you like your tape nerdery yeah. it's really good about it's, it's about you know, as nerdy as you can get pneumatics and my, uh, two inch tapes and N1500s yeah. and all this. I somehow think that Nigel Plaskett didn't work all that out. Well, no, it's, there's one which weirdly credits Nigel Plaskett at the end as playing Father Christmas. I don't oh, right. quite well, know what he's playing Father Christmas. What all that's about. But, um, yeah. Oh, there are other characters in Pirkins. Yes. There's Mrs. Muddle, who's the next door neighbour. Oh, that's Sue, Sue Nichols, who's who's also meant to go around the same time. Oh, it's around about the, the same, same time because she doesn't yeah. come in towards later later yeah. on, does he? Yeah. And um, she it's... she comes from sort of she's got a black country accent. Yeah. Basically, she's doing the accent she did when she was in Crossroads. Yeah. I think we've we've seen the one where she puts on this like puppet show with vegetables, doesn't uh, <laughs> With the shopping, so there's a there's bread and there's the, the, various the bread things. Is, a, like, is it? A, Elephant? Bread's an elephant, yeah. There's a a tiger that's played by a banana with some tape stuck on it. Tape stuck around it. It's It's really, really poor. (laughs) (laughs) And um, (laughs) the the crocodile's played by a cucumber, isn't it? Yeah, and we sort of gouge it out to make a I mean, at at this point, we we should really... Like give credit to everybody that's playing against the puppets because they are playing it really for real, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, you, you've played with... I was going to say you've played with puppets. You've played against... I have played against you've puppets. You've acted, acted with puppets in Sutton you know, Park, yeah. Paul Chambers Mo- mostly, series. Mostly Father Christmases yeah. um, and, and a witch. But I've played with against played with hand puppets. <laughs> oh, God, yes. Um, there's, Hartley, there's the episode where Hartley gets a, gets a hand puppet, Michael, isn't oh, it? Yeah. And he is... It is so full of innuendo. It is. It's really Hello, cool. I've, I've been to the toy shop and uh, can you guess what I've bought? Yes, a hand puppet. Oh, you can do lots of things with a hand puppet. You can put it on your hand and you can play with it. <laughs> oh, you can be very naughty with a hand puppet. Can't you? Come along, Michael. Yes. Oh, he's been very naughty. Yeah. Yet he's never been more Kenneth Williams at that point. Yeah, this is just Nigel Plaskett playing Kenneth Williams yeah. as a rabbit, isn't yeah. it? Okay. A hair. I do beg your pardon. He yes. has a hair. <laughs> I think he'd object to the word but rabbits. Other humans. We should yes. talk about that. So, Johnny. So, Johnny's the Johnny's first... Mr. Pipkin's assistant. Yeah, at the and start. then he leaves. And his sister comes into it as a bit on and off, Bertha. Yes. Um, um, and then after Johnny, there's Tom. Tom. Jonathan Kidd. Yeah, and then he goes to leave to be in the circus for some inexplicable reason. Then after Tom, you get. Peter. Is it Peter? Peter, Peter Potter? Peter Paddy Potter, O'Hagan. Yeah. And you've also got um, Charlie, who's a dustman. 
Oh yes, Charlie and, the Dustman. Slightly um, simple. Simple, yeah. <laughs> what was I going to say there? But never yes. mind. There's the Bag Lady, apparently played by Heather De- <laughs> the Tobias. The Bag Lady. Yes, I don't know oh what that's God. about. Um, that's the trouble with so much of this missing. Yeah. You, you can't really sort of. Uh, work out what's going on some of the time um but the dvds the dvds yes. we have to say network have put so much effort into yes, these dvds they even made new versions of, of the puppets. puppets and piggy's a lot less scary yeah i mean i do love the uh footage of the commentary yeah they've um, done for one of the episodes that they, they, um nigel plaskett and was it who's playing pig at this point Is it heather, 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 heather tobias, tobias yeah I sat on the sofa and, and I think it did look a bit like us doing the yeah, podcast. Yeah. They? Yeah. they start she's giggling. She's eating crisps. Yeah, pigs eating making crisps. noises and um, things like that. Yeah, mm. and you did point out that the Hartley hair in that eight looks a lot better than the Hartley hair did originally, mm. and he's fatter. Oh, they have done an, a new older. episode as well. Yes, and what I love that Network have put an episode of not an episode they've put their dvd release of strange report in the background yes. so you can see it just yeah. just stick a load of our releases in the background yeah that's that, that rather good yeah. but um but yeah we've enjoyed i think we've enjoyed yeah, we've seeing enjoyed what, what we, we haven't seen everything by any no. any means yeah. um but i think it's worth an it's worth a look yes um yeah. it's, it's, as I said, it's not as bad as i thought it was going to be and it's i'm i was Surprised to hear that the puppets, because the puppets look ratty. But apparently no, they're meant, meant to, to look ratty because they're like made out of old socks and made. things like that. Yeah. But yeah, but apparently the pig, the pig's wearing a scarf because there was a hole in his neck, and you can oh, that, see the puppets' right. yeah, yeah. So they had to put a scarf around its neck. We did spot Nigel Plaskett's head and we today, did spot Nigel didn't we? Head today, yes. That originally the set, the the set was just on ground yeah. level. Yeah. After the Muppet Show came, but the Muppet to- Show was recording next door. door and they obviously they raised all the stages up for the muppet show and they went we yeah. should do that yeah because originally all the anything. all the puppeteers were like hidden behind like furniture tables and yeah. like yeah. coat stands and yeah. it's like being pregnant in a soap yeah and really sort of in horrible contorted positions yeah. doing your back in yeah. once you raise the set a couple of feet up can you can actually up. stand up and you don't it's a little yourself. bit more dangerous for the other actors because you have to be careful you don't fall off the stage <laughs> I haven't seen that happen yet. Yeah. I've just noticed Royce Mills gets a credit there. Oh, Royce Mills. Fred Pipkin, oh. Royce Mills. Oh, he's the nephew. Is he? Yeah, none of his stuff exists. No, right, okay, okay, all right, so. okay. Well. Yes, but um, there we go, Pipkins. Yeah, give we're, it a go. We're giving it a go. It's not as bad as you think it's going to be. And now we're going to hand back over to Warren for part two of his interview. See you soon. Bye. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is a is a heading here which I've just written down which says local programs for local people. Oh, lovely. Because oh. you again are a southern boy. I am southern with a brief Westwood with a bit of Westwood, Westwood. as well. I I'm probably one of the few people who actually remember Westwood still knocking around that dodgy um because we lived in Somerset for a couple of years before we came back to Dorset and Westwood was our local and there is one creature from Westwood television. Uh would that be Gus Honeybun? It would be chance? Gus Honeybun. Explain Gus Honeybun Gus and how Honey- it worked. Gus <laughs> Gus Honeybun was a puppet. And funny enough, um I work with a young lady called Honeybun. <laughs> And I said, where did your name come from? And she says, it's an old Cornish name. Mm. Uh, I said, okay, yeah. I said, and she's the same age as me. She says, and I'm not named after that bleeding rabbit. (laughs) (laughs) I said, oh, so you remember Gus Honeybun too, yes. He was this puppet that used to appear on early morning Saturday television 
and the presenter would be a young lady and she would read out people's birthdays mm-hmm. so it was gus honeybun's magic birthdays yes. was the actual yeah, show. yeah i just remember it was a gus honeybun show but yeah and it would do this thing called honey no, but, but, um, bunny, bunny hops, hops which consisted of the person operating it just moving their hand up and down but the thing was made of wood so it made a clunking <laughs> sound but the thing was so animated and because it was made of wood it made so much noise didn't it it just clunked around everywhere and it it didn't actually speak it would wink yes and it had a magic button oh, yes <laughs> and yeah but it, it would be one of those things where you turn the head and it would have to go slowly it's down, it's down. It's so it's sort of my nan oh, i can't say it now a really evil wink at you as if you say yeah i'm coming for your apparently soul. 12 was the official age limit for having a birthday red out on air <laughs> if you were 40 they pretended you were four <laughs> <laughs> but i i would read the name gas honeybun in things like looking because it would yeah. list all oh. the regions la 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 looking and, and i always used to think that was Gordon Honeycomb. Because <laughs> I would imagine... It's Gus Honeybun reading the six o'clock news. Yeah, Gordon Honeycomb being the sort of, you know, um, serious news presenter. But I, I couldn't see why you would like sort of, I was going to say wink at children. But <laughs> um, but Gus Honeybun was also um, parodied on Victoria Wood. Really? As seen on TV. There's there's the continuity announcer that Susie Blake did. Yeah. And she, she's got this character, Wally Wallaby, and um, was it? can I have 15 wallaby hops? And she goes, oh, wow. no, I'm an announcer, not Fatima Whitbread. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was, I was, I, I knew what they were referring to, but yeah. I was trying to work out how many people in the UK at that time would, would have, have known, because yeah. it was very much a West Country thing. Oh, absolutely. So how Victoria Wood knew about it, I don't know. But, uh, but going, yeah. moving back onto something that's close to our hearts, Southern Television. Southern Television. Oh, uh, Run, run, run in um, in Southampton, for yeah. the south coast. There's this wonderful um, television service called Southern started up in um, early six. Was it early late fifties? I will 60s? look up Southern. Hang oh. on, give me a chance. This is the good thing about having interweb, having the internet open at the time. But keep, it, keep going. I would say <laughs> Southern Television um, was very good for its independent local programmes and also the national programmes that it put out. August 1958 till December 1981. I remember the last one. I remember the last one. Farewell to all that. Um, But it was very much a inclusive if inclusive inclusive television station. Um, You always got sort of drawn into your own local service. We had out of town with Jack. Harkins. I have written down out oh, of town. Marvellous. Explain out of town. Uh, old man sat in shed with a load of nails, putting false fish on the end of a hook, going fishing. Yes, Jack Hargreaves. <laughs> uh, this week I'm going fishing, and uh, but again, that was the um, inspiration for the Fast Show. Oh, Ed Fleming. Ed uh, Fleming. Bob, Bob Fleming. Fleming. Yes. yes, he. he we've got some uh, lovely old farming. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but um, Jack Hargreaves would like sort of do some ploughing or something, or, or I go to a country fair. Llama Tree. Mm-hmm. He went to Llama Tree Festival, and I was in the school. Were doing a uh, adaptation of, oh Lord, who the mm-hmm. Lisa? Help me out. Um, um, no, I don't know. I wasn't there. Tall Puddle <laughs> Martyrs. Thank you. I'm glad, I'm glad you mind that. You weren't there. <laughs> Um, we did the Toll Puddle Martyrs, and he was sat 
at the edge of the stage. But Jack Hargreaves. Jack Hargreaves. Yeah. Yeah. And it must have been 950 about then. Uh, and, and, it, and then it, he was giving a speech at the end. Yeah. Um, just to say, well done to all the acts and everything. And he was puffing on his <laughs> pipe and he, he wandered over, took his hat off and he said, that was very, very good. Thank you all for coming. And walks off. <laughs> and the man's a legend. He, he was so laid back and relaxed. All he did was sit there and puff on his pipe. Didn't you say to me a while ago that Jack Hargreaves' advice to actors who do pipe parts? Yes, about yeah. talking, isn't it? If, you, if you're yeah. playing a part and you're... Your character is smoking the pipe. Keep Most the people pipe get it wrong. Yes, yeah. they take the pipe out of their mouth. To say a, the line. A real pipe smoker keeps, keeps it, in. it in his mouth. In fact, there's a, a very good in, interesting interview on um, on the interweb with Jack Hardreaves mm. uh, and goes through his entire life. Um, Second World War hero. Right. He was uh, on the board for Southern Telly. Yes. Uh, how? How could we not mention how? Well, we I, I've, how? Got, I've got a whole list of ones here, so... <laughs> um, how? How with Fred Dynage. There's another legend for science, you, isn't it? Science programme explanation for kids. So, like, Jack yep. Hargreaves would show you how to make a ship in a bottle every week, yep. usually. <laughs> Literally every week. Uh, John Miller would, like, set set light to um, wire wool <laughs> with a battery. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's a clip knocking around of him, how, how to make fires, basically. Yeah. Try that at home. Uh, yes, you've got how, you've got uh, freewheelers. That's oh, Southern. Do you want so... to talk about freewheelers very briefly? <laughs> Deborah, Pad- Deborah Padbury? Deborah Padbury. Wendy Padbury in season four, isn't she? Yes. Uh, Freewheelers starts off initially as a group of kids led by Robert Lee Hunt, mm-hmm. who plays these unconvincing characters in in costume. I think um, it started off black and white, didn't it? In the um, late 60s? Ronald Lee Hunt. Ronald Lee Hunt. You said Robert. Yeah, did I yeah. say Robert? I think you did. Poor no, lad. Yes. Um, oh, here's some, sc- here's some screenshots. Hang on. Freewheelers with Tom Owen, Jeffrey Toon, Chris Chattel, Ronald Lee Hunt, Richard Shaw, Michael Ripper, Wendy Padbury, Adrian Wright. Okay, as, Padbury, as Wendy Padbury. I, um, yeah, they, they made stories and then there were no... Um, they were given eight stories to write the writers and there was no... no limits. Write what you want and we will work around it. And it's evident throughout the stories. I mean, it goes, it lurches from starting off on the Isle of Wight in, in season four mm. to Weymouth Harbour for some bizarre reason on the boat uh, belonging to the, is it the Colonel? Is it the. Well, there's, the there's Ad- some ex Nazi, Von oh, Gell. Yes, who wants to, that's the first two seasons. He wants to take over the world and he. Reverse the verdict of the last war. Yes, uh, poisoned all the water uh, with some truth serum in the first series. And um, <laughs> hundred and four episodes over eight know, series were made. Horrendous. The first fact. five series were all wiped by Southern. <laughs> um, <laughs> Southern are very good at drama, um, and they are very good. And and that was always the 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 mark of watching ITV. Each region produced its own drama. But not every. So you had your big players, you had your your, your Thames Telly, you had your Granadas. Mm-hmm. But when you had something that was in you, from your region, produced, yeah, there was that a was for you. Pride. Yeah, that was for you. And yeah, you know, Southern was really, with the exception of things like House Party. I did. I have <laughs> written down House How you Party. House Party. Yes, oh. um, House Party <laughs> is Sweet set in a like, supposedly set in somebody's like living it's, room. It's or the something. WI. It's the WI. And the doorbell would go, oh. and somebody would come in, and but it was a continuous episode, wasn't yeah. it? Because you 
They'd be I don't know whether they were stuck outside for 15 minutes and then, <laughs> right, you go on now. Yeah, because it'd be bizarre. They'd be talking about knitting. Or uh, jam. Jam. And then, you know, doorbell will go. Oh, so-and-so's come. And, and a couple of other people will disappear off and a couple of old crones will come I in. I think it was like it was just who had to go to the bar next. Yeah. It was like... <laughs> oh, you had, to be, you had to be lashed for that one. Yes, yeah. house party, yes. And, yes. yeah, that, but that the, the strange thing about that was it was 25 minutes... Mm. And it, the titles would roll whilst the programme was still going on, yeah. so it's continuously being filmed. Yes, brief, briefly, I'm going <laughs> to jump over to BBC... <laughs> Stop laughing at House Party. I'm going to jump over briefly to BBC South. There wasn't much actual... Oh, uh, no, I know. You, you know where we're going with this, <laughs> we're don't you? for a pink caravan, aren't we? Hey, look, that's me. me. <laughs> Doing what I want to do. Being what I want to be. be. Hey, looks, that's me. Come on, explain to our... Uh, at the end of the usual, usual <laughs> the, on a the Friday... The poor people who have yeah. never experienced Hey, look, that's me. What Reach on TV, is. switch over at half past six, yeah. and you would have uh, your news... Was it regional magazine programme? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and so at the so. end, there'd be the bit for the kids. Yeah. And it was called Hey You, That's Me. Hey Look, That's Me. And it was introduced <laughs> hey by... <you>. Hey You. <laughs> introduced by Chris... Oh, Harris. Chris Harris. And he towed a very, very, very small pink wooden caravan <laughs> with a door and a window and chintzy curtains yes. on the end of a bicycle. And he would turn up in all sorts of events. Um, some sometimes they were advertising events for something that was going to happen at the weekend, uh, but it, it was basically he would sit inside the caravan, which amazingly seemed larger on the inside. <laughs> it, than was, it was funny yeah. that, yes. And he just it's light hearted. It was for children. It was a five minute box. It was box. basically kids that could do stuff. Yeah, yeah. So if you could like act or swim or yeah or something that or even if you couldn't frankly <laughs> <Yeah>. in some <laughs> cases so it's yeah being, being what you want to be i do yeah. remember and i've never been able to track it down and it might be a false memory two lads who did their own doctor who adventures using their mouths <laughs> i don't remember that one. <laughs> on hey look that's me and it was one of those things where i it's going to be about 1979 and he had the two sort of lads in the studio or whatever and um it's one of those occasions when i remember being slightly embarrassed at being a doctor <laughs> who fan because they were they, they were doing like the noise of the tardis with yeah. their mouth you know <laughs> <laughs> and i've never seen the clip since and i don't know if it still exists but yeah it's one of those things that sort of stuck with me that that's what i remember about that anyway i think we've talked enough about local programming <laughs> Gummage, gummage. Can we yes. just finish on a high with gummage then? Oh, get all words of gummage. Got you, to have a gummage. You've got to say now, gummage. Gummage right. is internationally famous. Yes. And I know yourself and Lisa are great purveyors of the written word. Aye. And there are many, <laughs> many original gummage publications yes. I can see from here. <laughs> we've, we've, got, we've got a pile of gummage over there. A pile there. of gummage over there. But, takes, uh, but the person you have to thank for that is John. John Pertwee. John Pertwee is the immortal gummage. And he grasps the idea and runs with it. He is there. He draws you in. As a child, you can sit and they can play as much dribble on television as you like. But you've got to be invited into that world. Mm. If you don't feel as though you're invited into that world, you won't embrace it. You you won't believe it. With Gummidge, you were there. You were the two children exploring with him 
watching through their eyes his world, how he behaved, and the characters. You've got Eunice Stubbs yeah. and Barbara Windsor. You've got people like uh, Bill Maynard. Yeah. And you've got the Crow Man. Jeffrey Belden being wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and bonkers. And, and bonkers. bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, Nothing wrong with that. Nope. Jeffrey Belden was Cat Weasel to me, as far as I was yeah. concerned. But he's somebody completely different here. And you're looking at him going, you're commanding all these scarecrows. You, 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 they, you've got the respect to them. You've got the respect of a, a complete world that we know nothing about. I want to know more about it. And, and John would take you on these harebrained adventures <laughs> of doing silly things. But it was a sudden, what you would say, well, this is a little regional TV studios oh, yeah. producing something that's become an international hit. And that's the thing. They, 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 if they get something that's good... And they've got the right team. Mm -hmm. You as a child would sit there and watch it forever. I've got, I've, I've got the DVDs. And you sit there and you think, oh, this is beautiful. There's a certain very good book we must recommend as well by yeah. Milk Publishing, all about Wurzel Gummidge. So. There's See, your plug there now, there's folks. Your, there's your plug, boys. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Gummidge is... You got to Gummidge is on. the man. Gummidge is the man. If or we're the finishing on regional telly, Gummidge is your man. And thanks to Warren for his yes, thank you, Warren, for his interviewingness. Interviewingness. <laughs> That's a good word, isn't it? Um, he will be back in the future. In the next episode. Well, possibly. Or, or edition. W or whatever, whatever it is. is that we're calling these. Things. I don't know. But some odds and ends from Pipkins. Right. Um, we said it was made by ITV, but yeah. we should have been more specific. And mm -hmm. although you probably guess it from the jingle. Um, it was actually made by ATV in Birmingham. In colour? In colour. ATV. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so hence the Brummie accents. Yeah, the, for a the few couple people. of Brummie accents. Mrs P, though, has got yes. a Newcastle accent. Yes, she um, does. Yeah. But nobody ever says to her, how, if you're a penguin, how come you sound like you're from the north? Because right. penguins live at the South Pole, you okay. see. Well, um, perhaps, perhaps she's perhaps been she came, Well, perhaps she wandered in from, like, an episode of The Likely Lads or something. Oh, what is she, Terry's girlfriend? Penguin friend. Penguin friend. <laughs> um, Michael, Michael the glove puppet, yeah. is possibly named after Michael Jeans. Oh, I think he's named after Michael the, Jeans. The producer and director of the episode. Okay. I think he says it on the Pipkins website. Oh, does it? Yeah. Um, in the same way that the um, robot in Rent-A-Ghost is named Jeremy after Jeremy Swan. Oh, right. the rubbish robot. The rubbish robot, yes. Um... <laughs> You said about the theme tune. Yes. And how did you describe it? I described it as being so seventies it hurts. Oh, did it hurt? Well, you know what I mean. It's 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 very representative at that particular moment in time. Okay. But there is a single version done by Jackie Lee, who also right. sang Rupert the Bear and White Horses. There right. is a clip of her singing mm -hmm. um the Rupert the Bear song from the Golden Shot from nineteen seventy, which yeah. was very odd. Yes, um, Rupert Bear. Yeah. But the actual single version seems a bit overproduced compared to the sort of ramshackle episodes. Yeah. It's all it's all a bit well done, actually. It is. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Not rubbish. We enough. might play a little bit of it at this point. Who's working every day just to make a lot of children happy? 
Um, I did notice that I sometimes get Inigo Pipkin's name wrong. When I okay. sing the song, I occasionally uh, refer to him as Indigo Pipkin. Okay. Which, is, he, is he violet? That, that just means he's like purple or violet or mm. something. Um, but in the article, I said Imigo Pipkin. Okay. And an Imigo is the final mature form of an insect, the form that's grown wings. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, unless he's some sort of unknown variety of Monoptera that wears grey baggy cardigans, <laughs> I don't know quite what I'm, I'm going on about. No. Just imagine him beckoning with his wings. Welcome to my puppet shop, Doctor. Right. That was, my, Martin, that was my Martin Jarvis Your impression. Martin Jarvis impression. <laughs> I'm sure Martin Jarvis is thrilled. <laughs> I'm sure he is. But quickly moving on to the final piece of mm-hmm. this episode stroke edition stroke issue we are going to now look at Right, we're going to do Callan, aren't we? Yes. Yes. And in fact, specifically, we're going to do Callan, the worst soldier I ever saw from the 2nd of April 1969 um, towards the end of Series 2. In Uh, fact, it's about three from the end of Series 2. Yes, there's only two episodes after that. Um, This is... An interesting episode. It is. Um, from an archival point of view. Because it doesn't exist. Because it doesn't exist, but it has been released on DVD. Yeah. Now, you might be asking, how has it been released on DVD if it doesn't exist? Because what does exist is the complete studio tape. Yes. So Network, being very clever, mm-hmm. have been able to... Reconstruct it. Reconstruct it, it from, from the tape. Now, the mm-hmm. tape is obviously a lot longer than the episode. Yes. We, we haven't haven't, haven't it, actually no, plucked up the courage no. to watch it Mostly yet. Mostly because, it, with all the best will, studio recording is deadly dull. Yeah, we've seen a few studio recordings of Doctor Who and those just drag on forever. Getting in a, into the um, TARDIS and out of the TARDIS. Yeah, that's time flight. Yeah. Um, but Callan, let's explain yeah. what Callan is for those that are unfortunate enough not to know well if you're unfortunate enough not to know i recommend you buy the oh, Callan yes. file the Callan file is by the... robert fairclough and mike kenwood very and it's very released from quite media mm-hmm. and the, po- the website is www.quitemedia.co.uk <laughs> and it's the biggest and most detailed book you'll ever read about Callan. yes i think so, so. buy it yes unfortunately because we haven't watched all of Callan. no we haven't actually been able to read all of the book no, yet because we don't want to spoil, we will, we will. spoil the episodes. Um, but Callan originally began as a armchair theatre yep. play called um, a Magnum for, for Schneider. Schneider, featuring none other 
Then Joseph first. Who's Professor Zaroff in The Underwater Menace. Um, memorably, Professor Zaroff in The Underwater <laughs> Menace. And needless to say, he plays this a lot straighter. Yes. But who episode. is Callan? Explain. Callan is a killer. Callan is a killer. He's a hired... Well, he's not a hired assassin. He's a government assassin. Yes, he works for... He works for a secret department. department. Probably MI5 headed, or something like that. Which is headed by a, a person uh, called Hunter. Yes, codenamed Hunter. Or Charlie. Mm-hmm. There are various Hunters there throughout various the series. There are various Hunters throughout the series. I think you get up to about four. Mm-hmm. Yes, the, late, the, the one that we're mostly watching at the moment being William Squire of um, the Armageddon Factor mm. fame. But Magnum for Schneider is 6th of February... 1967 and mm-hmm. the series itself um started in july 67 so yeah. there wasn't much of a no gap, it was really. an immediate success and i think they actually re- almost sort of repeat a magnum for schneider in the first episode of the series don't know oh the good ones are all dead it's, yeah. it's a bit of a rewrite it's a bit of it? a rewrite i yeah. think actually magnum for schneider gets made about four times <laughs> in all obviously a good plot because the film version of Callan is another retread of a Magnum for Schneider oh, right, okay. featuring another no other than Catherine Shell. Uh-huh. Oh gosh. Um but series one of um Callan episode one exists, mm. then episodes two, three, four and five are missing, mm-hmm. and episode six exists. Yeah. And series two it's about sort of fifty fifty, isn't it? Yep. The first two yep. Then there's More one missing, than then there's exists. three that exist, two that are missing, one that exists, three that are missing, and the last three exist. Yeah. Counting the worst soldier I ever saw. Yes. But what's the worst soldier I ever saw? The plot here. The plot uh, is there's a rogue Arab state. Mm-hmm. Fancy that. Yeah. And they want to, the sultan of this state wants to organise his army. Yes. And to organise his army, he needs a general. And obviously the best generals are British. So they approach a character called Brigadier Pringle. Played by Alan Cuthbertson. Played by Alan Cuthbertson, who Callan Mm -hmm. has had an association with. As he was his commanding officer in Malaya Mm -hmm. and got him chucked out of the army. (laughs) As he made Callan into a corporal twice. Twice and and broke him twice. And broke him back to a private place. Callan's not really the type to take orders very easily. Too much of an individual for the army. Yes, he's too uh, much of an individual. Yes, Yes, you're not allowed to be an individual if you're in the army or if you're a royal personage, Mm -hmm. apparently. But uh, Callan is also assisted by Lonely, Lonely in this episode. Yes, by, by the absolutely wonderful Russell Hunter, yes. more of whom later shortly. Um, and you also feature Anthony Valentine yes, as the as the Mears. Mears. Yes, I was just thinking of a, of a what, word what, to what describe is he? him. He is a bit of a upper class killer. Yes. <laughs> That's not the word I was going to use. Yeah. But uh, you were going to use a rude word. I was going to use a word. He's not a very, always a very nice man. Mm. He's he's actually softening a little now. I mean, Callan, we should explain. He's very good at his job, but yes. he doesn't actually he enjoy doesn't it. He doesn't like it. Yeah. He's got a conscience, which is a bad thing for a killer. Because I went into this series a bit, wasn't sure to be mm. honest. Because um, I've always had the thing that I I never liked James Bond. No, you don't identify with a hero. No, not that kind of hero. Because um, James Bond is, He's you a know, killer. yes, yeah. but he actually seems to enjoy it. He and, does. And yeah. um, 
Callan, on the other hand, sort doesn't of enjoy it. really does no. not enjoy what he does it because that's the only thing he's good at. Yeah, but um, but let's let's talk about Russell Hunter then. Yes, well, Russell Hunter, the lovely Russell Hunter, who we once saw at a convention in Barking, mm-hmm. I believe, um, and very sadly passed away about twelve years ago, is primarily known, well, not primarily known for um, Callan. He did a lot of theatre in Scotland, and he's very well known for that. He played Commander Ivanov in Robots of Death, very memorably. And he's also in an episode of A Touch of Frost. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a bit of a, a, a guess as to who's shorter him or David Jason. Because <laughs> he's not the tallest, wasn't the tallest person in the world. But I regret very much having seen him at the convention. We didn't ask him a quote. Well, that we didn't. A, I didn't know anything on Peter Callan. Yeah. And B, that we didn't ask him a question about Callum. Because he probably got lots of questions about Doctor Who and and everything. And, you know, Callum's what he was known but for. But his character's called Lonely. He is. But that's not what your mum called him. No, my mum called him Smelly. <laughs> As always... apparently did lots of other people. Yes. Oh, that's that Smelly from Callum. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, he was been smelly. reading the book and he got sent lo- loads of deodorants yeah. by, by people. Trying to be helpful. <laughs> the, the joke being, we should say that lonely, when he gets nervous, starts to smell <laughs> quite a lot. Yes, and he gets nervous a lot. But um, yes, uh, the, so oh, the... and Mr. Stabs as well. Oh, Mr. Stabs. He played course. Mr. S- Mr. Stabs in um, Ace of Wands. Yes, which doesn't exist. No, and in um, an episode of Shadows. Which does exist. Which does exist, which we've already mentioned, yes. which is Dutch Slits Shoes. Um, Mr. Sams then appears again, played by David Jason. There's a lot to do with David Jason in this place, this but not quite as good as Russell Hunter. Mm-hmm. Also in this episode, um, well, we said about the Brigadier, that's yes. Alan Cuthbertson, Alan Cuthbertson, also known as Colonel Hall from um, Gourmet Night, Oh right, Towers. yes. Yes, it's not cooked, you ignoramus. Oh, would you prefer a cooked one? Well, of course we prefer a cooked one. Um, Tessa Wyatt. Tessa Wyatt from Robin's Nest. Yes, and Saeed Jaffrey. Jaffrey, yeah. Yep, um, yep. Oh, now the Cuspertson's in a whodunit, but not in an, not in an Edward Woodward yeah. whodunit. But yes, Edward Woodward as Callan. Yes. Fantastic acting. He's absolutely marvellous. I mean, there are certain times where he's... I mean, I think it's because... Network have remade it from studio tapes, but he's sweating so badly. <laughs> he's putting his all into it. Yeah. I did notice a bit in this episode where um, the doorbell rings when he's in the in the house, and he's yeah. sort of he's made Tessa White unconscious, and yeah. and um, is he what's he done to the brigadier? Drugged him or something? No, he's brigadier just goes up to the for sleep. Yeah. I don't think he does anything to the brigadier yeah. at that point. But. Um, the doorbell goes mm. unexpectedly, yeah. and he just starts sort of clicking his hands and yeah. snapping his fingers. He's not quite sure what to do. And that's a really good way of showing <laughs> that he's suddenly really, really on edge. Yeah. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was a very sort of nice, subtle bit of acting yes. there. Yes. Oh, we should uh, say as well that Edward Woodward um, had his own variety show. Oh, yes. And appeared the Edward on Edward Woodward good, Hour. Yes, and appeared on The Good Old Days several times and had an absolutely marvellous singing voice. And, of course, also did... Who done it? He did series the one. first series of Who Done It, 
Um, sadly, he didn't get to do the second series yeah. of Who Done It. He's a little uncomfortable in the first couple of episodes. He is a little uncomfortable, and then he settles down towards the yeah. end of it. Although it doesn't help that John Pertwee's being a bit annoying. Yes, he's being a little <laughs> obnoxious. Somebody, I think somebody wanted Edward Woodward's job. And they ended up with it. Yeah. They did. But yes, um, we're only sort of, we've only got into the colour episodes on season three. We've only done a few so yes, far. we so, must do some more. So we're about halfway through the run yeah. of the series, um, which is why we can't read the rest of the book yet. But or watch we, the documentary. Or watch the documentary. Um, but we are really enjoying watching it. We are, yeah. It's a bit hard going sometimes. It, it, it can be fairly grim. And it yes. doesn't often end well. Yeah. But there is a lovely scene at one of the episode, end of one of the episodes after everything's sorted out, where he cuddles a cat. Oh yes, he likes cats. So Callan's yeah. a cat man. So that makes him all right in my book. <laughs> and we went to Oxford a few months we ago. We did go didn't to Oxford we? a few months ago, yes. And yes. actually stood in the place where they uh, they put the camera for the episode, little bits and pieces of love. Yes. Because there's a shot of Broad Street yes. in that episode, and I got quite excited because I knew, I know Broad Street. You do, yes. Um, looking sort of northwards up towards um what is it? ultimately up towards where the eagle and child pub is yes. uh but there's a tree there that was filmed in was it 1968 it would yes. have been it was broadcast in 1969 but filmed in 1968 um and we went there in 2016 and you can still see it's the same tree you can. it's a bit bigger it's a bit bigger but it's got sort of three branches mm. like it had all those years ago and I was very pleased to stand in the same pl- pl- place where the camera in Callan yeah, w- stood. Yeah. That's a very nice bit of uh, location silliness. We mm. didn't go and find where the houses were because no, that would have been a bit, a bit too, too far slog. going to stand in somebody's house and yeah. go, oh, did you know they filmed Callan here? Yeah. I think did you they bit... actually film? I think they just filmed the outside of the houses and the inside well, of the, the houses. Well, yeah, yeah, in the garden. I think Lonely hides in a bush. Rather badly at one point. <laughs> he does most things rather badly, bless him. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. You love that bit in this episode. Oh, yeah. There's where... a bit in this episode where um, uh, Callum wants Lenny to break into a safe because there are some papers in the safe he mm-hmm. wants. He can't break into the safe because apparently the keys are. You can't do it in the time. Yeah. So he blows so, it. So out. he blows it up. Now, obviously, the effect's not on there. The stu- yeah, the studio tape doesn't have the full explosion no. sound so effect. So it's just a bit of a, of a pop. pop. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, at this point, Brigadier Pringle rushes in yeah. and is held at bay by Callan with gunpoint. a, a yeah. gunpoint. And he tells Lonely to go. Callan tells Lonely to go. So, Callan says, right, good night, Mr. Callan. Good night, sir. <laughs> and it's just a strange thing. He's just blown his safe up. But he's still very polite he's to him. he's still very polite to him. It's mm. lovely, lovely. It's a lovely, yeah. lonely moment. I mean, the, ca- the characterisation in this show is, 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 is very, pretty, very good. Yeah. And yeah. you can tell that Edward Woodward and Russell Hunter get on. Yeah. Because of the relationship yeah, Lonely and Callan have. Yeah, they're, they're very good. They're very yeah. good together. So, And we should say that um, Anthony Valentine does a different accent in this episode as well. Oh, yes. He, he, do, he, he does yeah. a... He does he does a, a a sort of, the character itself does a bit of acting, yes. Yes, yes the character does a sort of, not cockney, a sort of just not as posh <laughs> accent. So it reminded it, you of Raffles yeah, a bit, because I mean, he does these kind of things yeah, in Ra- Raffles. Yes, Anthony Valentine is Raffles. Him, <laughs> as Raffles, he has to sort of act various yes. parts as well. But yes, um, 
we are thoroughly enjoying we are. Callan. We are. So what we normally do is we watch an episode, watch the episode, and then we read the bit in the book about yeah, it. Yeah. So we plug the book again. Yes. Um, but yeah, we're we're carry, carrying on with it. Uh, we hopefully, are. we'll finish yeah. it. Uh, at some point next year. Yes. Yeah, we don't like to rush it too much because no, it's quite no. good to sort of do to one every savor. every couple yes. of weeks. I don't think we want to OD on it because uh, you know it's it's so good. It's it. it is let worse. it sit in your mind yes. for a while. Yes, because uh, there are certain episodes that sit in your mind more. Mm. And I'm, but as I, as I said, I went into it being a bit unsure because mm. I didn't think it would be my sort of thing. But yeah. I was very pleasantly surprised with yeah, with how well very done it watchable. is. Yes. And it shows that the world is a murky world. It's not a nice world. It's not a world you'd want to be in, really. No. But it's a world that the characters inhabit for the good of the country, mm. I guess. Mm. There's a thought. Mm. Okay. Right. Callan, yeah. put it on your Christmas list. Yes. Network's always good yes. for sales. I'm sure there'll be one along soon. <laughs> Hello, we're back very, very briefly yes. with some more thoughts about Callan. Yes. Um, I've just noticed in the back of this wonderful book that in one of the Edward Woodward hours... Right. Uh, there's a Callan stroke father, dear father sketch. Okay, really? Uh, yes, Callan is ordered to retrieve a black box from a suburban house belonging to a double agent and then kill him. Unfortunately, things don't go according to plan. By mistake, Callan goes to the house of the writer Patrick Glover... Uh, as played by Patrick Cargill, um, hilarity ensues. Does indeed. I don't know, mm. uh, but you, you've you've had a thought about um, who done it, haven't you? I have. Oh, good. Yes. Um, what have you thought about who done it? I thought uh, that there is an episode of series one of well, the series of Who Done It that Edward Woodward hosts. Yes. Where Russell Hunter appears. And. They very briefly... They do a little bit in character, yeah. very briefly, about sort of 10 seconds or so. So your your thought was maybe the whole of Who Done It yeah. is actually Callan... It's Who Done It Series 1. Who Done It Series 1 is yeah. Callan going undercover as undercover a game, as show, a game host. show host called Edward Woodward. Yeah. Yes. So you're just wondering if this sketch is Callan Cannon. <laughs> yes. Yes. Callan uh, Cannon. Oh. Uh, mm. Please yourselves. Well, that's just about it for this week, except for an urgent police message from Mr Arbuthnot Stoatwobbler of Lower Staines. Could he please return home at once and turn down his MB3 player, which has got stuck in the loop of the sound of me eating fruit jellies and it's frightening the horses. Cheerio, see you next time. That was episode three of Round the Archives, starring Lisa Parker and Andrew Trowbridge with Nick Goodman and Warren Cummings. On the musical side, you heard Dan Tate and Paul Chandler. The script for Callan, The Worst Soldier I Ever Saw was by James Mitchell. And the producer was Reginald Collin.
heard your stomach rumbling. <laughs> I just eaten. All right. Uh, we've just had some thoughts about your phone's buzzing again. <laughs> Start again. Start again. Start again. <laughs>